good. Hey, well, we're talking about a hope-filled perspective we this are. morning. And so I'm going to throw over to you. You've got a little bit to share with us, Thank and then we're going to have a bit of a discussion. We're going to have a discussion. We're welcoming Michelle. Michelle is back. Welcome, Thank Michelle. Because I want to have a little be. bit of a discussion this morning about uh, perspective, because I think perspective is really, really important. And I've been thinking about it this week and how important it is to have a hope-filled perspective. And we know that, and to see things the way that, that God sees them. And But I think we can start off well and... And then maybe not do so well. So for me, I know I can start off well in the morning, but I, I've, I've realized how important it is to maintain a hope-filled perspective despite my circumstances. And so I had a, uh, this week I was driving to get coffee and I had left home and, you know, you, you G yourself up when you get up, in, well, I do, in the mornings and you go, okay, today is going to be a great day. I was filled with enthusiasm about what the day was going to look like, how productive I was going to be. I had a little list in my head about, you know, what I was going to achieve. And so I had my music on in my car and I was driving down the street, just pumped for the day until I turned into Bridge Street and encountered the longest train in the history of railway, which probably only took all of two minutes to go past. But by the time it had gone past, by the time that two minutes... And I was trying to remember, Reuben was telling me that there's, trains have a certain amount of carriages. And I was trying to think, okay, this is not out of the normal. But it just seemed to be never ending. And as each carriage ticked past, I kind of felt like, oh, this is terrible. This is just my, my hope kind of drained out. Everything kind of drained out. And um, I, I think it was, it's really easy to allow your circumstances to dictate your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you have to, to use the word that we're using a lot in the beginning of this year, but you have to reimagine your perspective. Yeah. You have to reimagine it. And it, it's not always a circumstance, it's not always a train. It can just be our emotions. You know, we can get up and just not feel great. Yeah. Um, we can be influenced by the way other people see things. Have you ever gone yeah. into a situation and you feel really good about it and then you get the, the negative Nancy who just tells you about all the gloom and doom and your perspective was great but then you feel yeah. like meh. Yeah. Um, or it can be the way that I think maybe we've been taught to see things or a habit. Yeah. So, you know, is it just me or can you guys relate to that? Do you have any examples of that or... What do you totally think? Totally relate to that. I think that this is universal, that we're um, affected by our circumstances because we, I, I don't know why, we just are. But when you said about, you know, we can wake up feeling bad, I, I realised that those are the days that you think about how you feel. And so I try to intentionally think, hey, actually, I feel great. I woke up feeling great today because we never register that. It's almost like we don't look, we look for the negative, hmm. maybe. Maybe that's what I'm saying. I, I heard a, a cool, I think, story it was this week and it was talking about these two Israelites and there, there we go, look at that. Yay, There's warmth back on back. our faith, face, I think, now. I think we would have gone a bit blue for a little while. We're okay, we weren't, we weren't holding our breath too long. <laughs> um, and it was talking about this, is, these two Israelites and, and one of them's just like, oh, you hate it when you get mud in your sandals. Isn't, and the other one goes, oh, that's... It's the worst. The worst thing is when you get mud in your circles, in your sandals. 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 
And there they are, unaware of the two walls of water that are being held up beside of them as they walk through the Red Sea. And I thought, man, is that not so true? It's like God is at work holding this whole thing together, moving in every aspect. But sometimes we can get distracted by the mud in the sandals. must be very frustrating to God sometimes. I think we must be frustrating to God sometimes. I guess that, you know, as a follower of Jesus, you want to see things the way that he does. And I think that he always sees things through hope and through Faith, I feel like he always sees opportunities rather than obstacles. And, you know, we can not see it that way. And and I need that perspective because I can be so swayed in the moment and I need his perspective because he sees the beginning from the end. Yeah. I can be in the moment and depressed and he can be like, if you just wait five minutes, yeah. you'll see the rainbow at the end of this. You just got to walk yeah. through it. And, and isn't it funny how, like what you just said, how two people can be in the same circumstance and see it from completely different yeah. perspectives. Yeah, because it's all about perspective. And I think the best um, example of, of that in Scripture has got to be the, the spies that go into Canaan in Joshua 13. And just to remind you of that story. So um, the Lord spoke to Moses and he said, you know, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving you. So the land had already been given to them. And then I, I saw something this that I hadn't seen before because it says, um, you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. So these weren't negative Nancys. These were people who had leadership responsibilities, leadership eyes. And they go into Canaan and they, they have a look at the land and they say, come back and tell us, you know, about the people, about the, about the produce of the land. Tell us what it looks like. And so they go in, they spy it out and they, they, they come back with this massive, bunch of grapes on a pole between two people, which is a massive bunch of grapes. They come back and they say, oh, the land flows with milk and honey. It's amazing. But the people who inhabit the land are are giants. So there's all this great stuff, but there's this one thing, the people are, are giants. And then Caleb quiets the people before Moses and he says, let's go at once and take possession of it. So there's two of them that go, let's go at once to take possession of it. It's our land. God's given it to us. Um, It's awesome. There's a couple of challenges, but it's awesome. And we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report or a bad perspective of what they had seen, saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. That's a little bit of a stretch. And all the people whom we saw are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. Uh, And then it goes on to say, um, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in theirs. So they haven't actually spoken to any of these people. They haven't actually gone to battle against any of them. They've just observed them and their perspective, no matter how good the land looked, no matter that it had been promised to them, their perspective is we can't do this because we feel so small. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what do you think of that? Like, I love that story because I feel like I live that story sometimes. I think it's so, I think it's so true, like the... Um, just assuming what people think, yeah. like, uh, yeah, just being, I think that stood out to me then when it's like, yeah, oh, that, yeah, they definitely view us as small rather than having yeah. a positive perspective of here's an opportunity, you know, um, 
hit, this could be something incredible. It's mm. like, oh, no, that making up the excuses for why why not before actually even exploring the possibility. I think that's, yeah, I find that. I feel like sometimes you, um, what we see depends on what we're looking for. Mm. So we can look at a circumstance and be like, I, I can only see the negative in it. I can't see the positive. And that's you know, clear in this circumstance. And psychologists call it selective perception. And there's so much stimuli coming at us that we choose um, to hear and see what suits our needs in the moment. Now, obviously, these, these guys felt fear when they saw the, the giants. And so they chose, their perspective became we can't do this. And it's just like, you know, when a photographer uses a different lens, lens to get a different effect, and they dropped it, um, to show reality in different ways, we all have a set of filters, perspective filters. And um, it, it comes from our experience or our culture, maybe our economic status or our mental or physical health. You know, on a day that you're feeling good about yourself, it's not hard to see things in a positive way, but on a day that you're not feeling good about yourself, it can be quite difficult to have a positive, hope-filled perspective. And so um, if, if life looks dismal to us, sometimes we've just got to change our perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, good. I think your viewpoint shapes your thoughts, your decisions, your actions, and ultimately your feelings of success. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was just thinking as you were saying, it's like in a, um, say in a business, everyone also brings their different skills and mm. their different perspectives. Uh, but when there are differences in um, decisions or options, it comes back to, well, what is the, what is the overarching corporate mm. mission here? What is the right thing for the business? And everyone will jump on board with that and, and see it that way. And that's the culture. And I think, you know, as, um, as Christians, you know, as kingdom people, it's about mission as well, which is always about seeing with love, you know, actually loving God, loving others Mm. and helping others to find that journey of loving God and loving others Mm. as well. And I think that is, that's a filter that we're not naturally going to put on things. But Mm. if we can find that, that makes a huge difference. You know, it's a bit like, you know, have you ever wondered why um, people in some of the poorest parts of the world seem happier than those in the most wealthy parts of the world. And I think it's potentially because the filter that they're viewing life through is a lens of health and family Mm. rather than wealth and fame. Mm. And and we can get kind of sucked into that. Um, And if you're experiencing a challenging time, I think it's been challenging for most people this little last season, we, we need to think about how we can shift our perspective because sometimes even the smallest shift of perspective can make even just the, the smallest difference in the way that we look at something can make a huge, huge difference. And it can reveal something that you weren't expecting. I've got a couple of, of photos here. I'm hoping we've got them on the screen. Um, one perspective on this is, as you can see, it is just a bunch of sticks hanging out, out of the ground. So if you walked from this perspective, you would just see a bunch of sticks out of the ground. But if you are willing to just walk around a little bit, you actually can see quite a different image. And I thought, what a great way to, to illustrate this. You just need to take a, a step back and maybe a step around and look at your circumstance just a little bit differently and you can see something quite different and something that is quite spectacular. Yeah, yeah I love um, that. Yeah. 
I think that's true. I mean, if I can add to that, like I think, um, you know, we've one of the filters I suppose we've run over our life. um, My wife Talitha and I um, has been if something doesn't work out, the filter we run it through is here's an opportunity for something for God to do something better. Um, Yeah, it's awesome. So almost like getting excited when something doesn't work out because it's like, well, I liked that option, and if that option doesn't work out, it must mean that God's got a better option. I remember when we were like. looking for a house when we first moved to Taipei and we, we found this incredible house. We looked through it. It was like, this is amazing. God, you're so good. And then we didn't get it, even though it was like, well, you've got it. And then it was like, no, they're giving it to their aunt or uncle or some family member. And um, I remember for a moment we were so disappointed, but then we actually started to get excited because it was like, well, if God's closed that door, it must mean he's opening another even better door. And mm. I think that's a lens we've constantly tried to run mm. over our life. Like if something's not working out, God must have a better door that he's going to open. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think when, so when I was in my twenties, I was kind of the same. It's like, oh, this dream, it's gone, it's dead. All this time and money we invested in it is total waste. You, you get that feeling of devastation. And then now as I'm older, I, there's nothing that I haven't seen go full circle and come to some sort of fruit. And I think God's been so good that even that time and effort and money it all had a purpose, even if it wasn't what we actually thought mm. in our heads where it was going in mm. the first place. And I love that about God. So I think that's more of that's what hope is, is mm. where oh, this is really we need to change direction or something's not right. But just knowing that he's got a plan and it will actually mm. all make sense at some point. Yeah. Well, we can be quite short sighted, can't we? Yeah. You can be like, this is make or break. And it's always make or break. Yeah. But I think God has a way longer viewpoint and perspective. I've got a few actions here because I, you know, I like to be intensely practical, but a few things, if you need to change your perspective or you know that you need to put more hope in your perspective, here's a couple of things that, well, there's four things actually that you can actually do. So the first one is this, be a neutral observer. So when a situation occurs, I don't know about you, but I can react. I can tend to react immediately Mm, for better or for worse, generally for worse. But To be a neutral observer means just take a deep breath and try and take yourself out of it and try it and see it from a different angle. Rather than just reacting, we respond by taking a step back and going, okay, so how else can I see this? And I think that's what you both talked about. Um, This you have to choose. Take an optimistic viewpoint. So you've got to, Levi was saying before, look for the opportunity in a seemingly bad situation. So this doesn't look great, but what is the opportunity that I can see coming out of it? Sometimes, sometimes it's just personal growth, yeah. which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's just personal growth. I just, I need to grow through this. The third thing is this, deliberately test out a new perspective. Next time you're in a traffic jam or stuck with a train at Bridge Street, um, don't fret about time wasted, which is exactly what I was doing. I'm like, I am wasting my life, all two minutes of it. But use it as a chance to, to pray, to maybe think about what you'll be doing, maybe think about who you could contact. I know what I do normally when I'm stuck now is I think about, okay, when I get out of the car, I'm going to text this person because they came to my mind and see how that. I use it as an opportunity for God to put people in my heart that I can encourage or, or connect with. And the fourth one is this, be grateful for what you have. That's a yeah. really big one. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. That's a really big one. So 
Uh, there's a quote here. I love this by Dennis Waitley, and it says this: "I had the blues because I had no shoes, until upon the street I met a man who had no feet." And I think, you know, we have so much to be grateful for, but we lose sight of it and our perspective becomes skewed and we feel like we are, you know, we're not doing well or we haven't got enough or we're not measuring up. And so we need to really try and be grateful for what we have. That's so good because we can focus on what we don't have or didn't live up to or didn't measure up, Mm. don't we? And then we we should actually look back and say, well, look what we've achieved and look what you've got around you. That is such a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, I think think it's so important to always believe for more. But I think it comes from a place of... I'm happy with what I have now. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm satisfied in a sense, like where I'm at, but I'm also always going to believe more. I think it's one of the tensions, right? Of It is. But yeah. it comes from a place of gratitude. Yep. Like if I can just be grateful for, with what I have, yeah, it's totally going to change the way that I'm seeing things. So how do, we, how do we remind ourselves to be grateful? How do we do that? It's, it's actually been a, for me, I'm better at it now than I was. So it's very intentional. You've almost mm. got to, like I said, if... I'll register the days where I'm like, oh, I feel achy, I feel tired. And it's like, well, hang on, wait, those days, how many days do I not feel like that? I have no idea. You can almost feel like I feel bad every day, but you don't. You mm. just aren't reminding yourself that things feel good or things, or I'm, I'm blessed. And just to reflect on like, you know, maybe a bigger house would be great, but then just look at my house that I've got and think I'm just so thankful and grateful mm. that we've got this house, we've got our families here, we're mm. safe, we, we're enjoying our life together. So it's really, um, it is because the world constantly tells us certain things. So mm. it's it's unpacking that. And then also the filter I do try to put on things is love you know that what I do is out of love love for my family love for everyone around me just finding love and then I think you look more for those hope opportunities you Mm. look for more evidence Mm. of those good things yeah yeah I I think one thing for me that helps me stay grateful and I want to put this the right way so it doesn't get taken wrong but one of the things I love about um, our life group is when we get together, we share good stories yeah. of what, like yeah. what God's doing, which reminds yeah. me, and we do it every week. And we've, you know, it's almost like in our group anyway, you've got to share a good story, mm. whether that good story yeah, is just great. like, my coffee wasn't bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> like bring that perspective, perspective of, yes, yeah. there's still good things happening. First world problems, um, yeah. I think that always encourages me just that yeah. intentional every week. All right, I've actually got to think of something good that's happening in my life. And at the same time, I think when you do life with other people and you see some of the challenges that they're facing, hmm. um, not in a comparative like you, my life is better than yours or whatever, but it often I think reminds me, it puts my problems in perspective when hmm. you're talking to someone who's actually got a real genuine need that actually my yeah. issue is not so big. So I think it's very hard to keep a good perspective, keep a hopeful perspective, keep a um, kind of perspective of gratitude when you don't actually have a community of people yeah, that's around you because you get yeah. so yeah. self-absorbed with your own issue so true, that yeah. you forget that actually in the big picture this is this is not a big thing. Great yeah. plug for Life Groups, Levi. Really so <laughs> if anybody is, is anybody joining us I'm today sure, and wants yeah. to join a Life Group, I'm sure there'll be link, a link down below um, or hit us up, send us a message. Um, and it's not just a shameless plug. I, I, that's, on, that's my that's honest true. answer. I think yeah. that community is so important. It's and so true. Well, I think we say, yeah, I love community, but 
it's another thing to actually be intentional about being yeah. around people week in, week out yeah. who are going to help you grow. Yeah. Well, I think practicing being grateful helps you towards a hope-filled perspective. And I think that's mm. the, the power of sharing good stories, of being determined to see the up, not the down, um, and to not only see it, but actually share it. Absolutely. I have a, a yeah. couple of questions to finish off today. Um, that I think will be helpful that we can ask ourselves. Um, number one is, is there an area in my life that needs a hope-filled perspective? So as you've been um, listening today and joining us today, is there an area that you go, wow, I've really begun to see that area in my life in a really negative way and I need to get a, a different perspective on it? So I think identification is is the first step. You've got to be able to identify what area in my life needs a hopeful perspective at the moment. Great. Uh, number two, how can I look at it? So I've identified it, but how can I look at it from a different perspective? How am I going to actually look at the opportunities that it have, the potential for growth that it has? How am I going to move my perspective from where I am now to what it needs to be? Mm-hmm. And that might be just, honestly, that might be just really... Um, journaling is a great way to do that. I feel yeah, like God absolutely. always brings a great word right at the, the yeah. perfect time. Yeah. You feel like he's been reading my mail and it's mm-hmm. like, yes, he has. And he's determined to encourage us. Number three is right now, what are some things that I can be grateful for? I, I find this a really good exercise. I'll actually write them down. When I feel a little bit down, I'll actually write down the things that I'm grateful for just to remind myself. And it comes back to what Michelle was saying before. That. So many simple things that we just overlook that we can be grateful for. And number four, who can I encourage with hope this week? Because I think it's got to be more than just us. It's got to be more than just us getting a hopeful perspective. You know, we're here as a light and as, as you know, God's representatives on the planet. Mm. And so it's got to go beyond us. We've got to actually change our perspective and then yeah. help others change theirs. Like the kindness Like the campaign. kindness campaign. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love that thought again about gratitude. I'd encourage you, challenge to everyone watching online now, why don't you drop down below in the comments three things that you're grateful for. But hopeful perspective, wow, what, so a, what a great yeah. encouragement. That's incredible. Why don't we thank, thank Pastor you. Sue down below, give her a couple of little clappy emojis or whatever. A little thank you, a little <laughs> raise the roof ones. So important. Um, and I, I hope you've been encouraged today and I, I think the thing about perspective is it, it, it's very hard to get a set perspective. Often we need that refresher, that reminder to look afresh at what we're facing. And I, I just, maybe you're here and you actually really needed to hear that. I would encourage you, why don't you, as you go away from here this morning, take some time reframing, getting a fresh perspective. And hey, maybe here you're here this morning and uh, maybe you've stumbled across a stream or and, and maybe you wouldn't say you actually have a faith in Jesus. I just want to encourage you so much that the way God sees you, the way that Jesus sees your life is from a hope-filled perspective. You might feel like you're at your wit's end, like you've got no future ahead of you. We honestly believe that Jesus loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the way that He sees your future is not all set and done, but it's incredible and full of opportunity for Him to do amazing things and for amazing things to happen. He wants to take your story so far and and write an even better story as it goes. So if you'd like to, you know, go on that journey of following Jesus, you could either leave a comment down below. There'll be a comment you can interact with or even just write where you sit in your heart. 
Say something along the lines of, Jesus, I, I, I want to believe in you. I want to follow you. Would you come into my life and, and make yourself real to me? And that's really as simple as it is to start a journey of following Jesus. An amazing journey, an amazing adventure that's full of hope, that's full of um, fun and joy. Uh, ch- tough times too, but God is always with you. He never leaves you. Um, we'd love to hear from you if that's you and you've made that decision this morning.